Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Moana Pacifica will make history this weekend when they play the first ever Super Rugby Pacific game in Samoa. The football fans have just one more international warm-up match left before the World Cup. Is it enough? Grace, do you have time to follow women's football? Uh, not as much as I'd like to, but I, I'm definitely looking forward to um, keeping track of this World Cup and seeing uh, my football friends. Yes, and speaking of World Cups, we'll talk about the Netball World Cup along with the ANZ Premiership with shooter Grace Wecky. Grace, oh, you're on fire right now. Are you in a groove for the rest of the season? Yeah, I think we are in a good place and it's just exciting to see where we're going. Um, we're definitely, I think, about to hit our second win. And the National School Sports Competition returns in full force after the COVID years. Kia ora, I'm Zoe George and this is The Podium. Sports news, but not as you know it, from Stuff. It will be an historic moment for Super Rugby Pacific when Moana Pacifica plays in Samoa this weekend against the Queensland Reds. One of the founding aims when setting up the Auckland-based team was to be able to take games to the home countries of many of the team's players. In fact, Moana Pacifica has more than a dozen current Manu Samoa representatives in the squad and they're in Apia already where they've been welcomed with parades in the streets of the capital. We caught up with coach Aaron Major from Samoa. Kia ora, Erin. Welcome to the podium. Uh, Zoe. What's the feeling like for the team to be in Samoa and preparing for this weekend's match? I mean, does having a quote-unquote home crowd help? Oh, definitely. It's like our, our team are aware of why our team was was formed and, and who it's for. It's, it's for every Pacific Island person, uh, not just rugby players, but uh, it's an opportunity to really inspire our people and to, to play here. Uh, at home is, uh, like I say, a true privilege and um, our boys understand the significance and the, and the responsibility. But we're really excited. Like, um, And that's how we're going to go and put our best performance in on Friday night is uh, doing what we do well and, and really embracing and enjoying the week, uh, which we are already. Uh, we've trained well and um, just getting the energy right to put, a, put our best performance of the year out on Friday night. What sort of pressure, though, does it put on the team to perform being at home in Samoa? Yeah, I think there's there's expectation around um, performance, uh, but we have high expectation on our own performance every week, and like everything outside of that, yeah, you can't really control. But I think the having the the home village behind us through the game will be massively uplifting. Uh, we're playing a good Reds team, and like every game is tough in this competition. But when you when you hear the voice and you feel the heart and the spirit of your people behind you. It certainly makes a, a big difference. And we know that our uh, people here, our local crowd, are, are going to give it everything. And they will be in behind us. And I'm sure the boys will feel that uh, when we need it on Friday night. Mm, I mean, you talk about the heart, but does this team have an identity? I mean, it's based in New Zealand, but it's a Pacific team. So what's the purpose of Moana Pacifica? And should they be based in Apia full time? The purpose is really to connect it and inspire 
um, our, our people, whether you're involved in rugby or not. It's a, it's a vehicle to um, demonstrate, you know, all the, the beautiful qualities and the um, the amazing culture and the, the capital we have within that to, to express ourselves on the world stage. Um, and it's, it's long overdue. So our identity is really clear. Um, we would love to be based in, in the islands. Uh, that's a big job, creating the infrastructure to, to be able to do that and to, um, and to compete at the highest level. Like we're, we're not playing club rugby, we're, we're playing against um, seasoned internationals, the best players in the world. Well, it's uh, it's been a bit of a, a tough season so far. Seven losses in a row. I mean, you're currently at the bottom of the table. The Reds are eighth. What are you hoping for? Some kind of magic in Apia this weekend? No, not not really reliant on magic. Um, just just good process. I think we showed uh, last week in our performance um, the spirit and the heart on our side to put in a great performance and put the you know the the champions under under pressure in, in their own home ground. And, you know, we, we won um, some massive moments in that game. I was really proud of the resilience, um, the ability to keep fighting and keep coming back. And, and so there's lots of little wins happening, um, not on the scoreboard yet. But, um, you know, we back ourselves and we know they'll come uh, if we keep working hard in our game. And, yeah, this week feels right for um, for us. Well, it's always good to play the Aussie teams. Um, is there a player in the side that should be playing for the All Blacks or do you want to see them playing for the Pacifica teams? Yeah, primarily that, that's our, our function is to uh, promote the pathway for aspiring young Pacifica players to play for the Manu Samoa or the Kalitahi. Um, our, our Cook Island um, team as well was also pushing hard in the, in the sort of lower ranks of international rugby, but... Ideally, it's the pathway for all aspiring Pacifica players to, you know, want to play for their their home nations. I think um, also got to understand that our a lot of our Pacifica players have grown up in New Zealand or in Australia, so that might not have been the first choice for them. Always, always growing up, but it's certainly our um, aspiration to try and swing them back into that space and it does become the, the nation of choice for, for our young players. Well, I hope that the game against the Reds goes very well for you this week. I can't wait to watch it. It's going to be very exciting and hopefully the crowds will get behind you, Aaron Major. It's delight talking with you. It's a pleasure. There's now fewer than 100 days to go until the FIFA Women's Football World Cup kicks off in Aotearoa and Australia, and the football ferns only have one more warm-up game to go. Their latest outing early Wednesday New Zealand time against Nigeria, who are currently ranked 45th to New Zealand's 25th, didn't go according to plan. The Ferns remain winless from their last 10 games, so can they step it up and get a win under their belt before the World Cup? Someone who's watching on is Wellington Phoenix star Chloe Knott. Kia ora, Chloe. Welcome to the podium. What did you make of the Ferns' 3-0 loss to Nigeria this week? Yeah, it was so disappointing. Um, like Just to watch them at the start like have so much ball and look like they were dominating and just by far the more quality side and then to concede a goal against the run of play. Um, yeah, just just hard to watch because um, after that it just seemed that they just kind of dropped off and couldn't really get back into the game. Yeah, when you look at where the football ferns are at 25th versus Nigeria at 45th, you, there's a huge gap there. Uh, so what needs to change here? Was it the players? Is it the coach? Yeah, I think like having some of the injured players back in, like um, Rio and uh, Flea could be back in time. Um, but just having those experienced players like CJ Bot come back in 
and hopefully like after that goal goes in, you know, you get together and you, um, your older players can build a bit of resilience and get the team together to get the win again. So I think, yeah, having more experience and having some players back in will help them for sure. Speaking of injuries, that injury list continues to grow for the football ferns. Olivia Chance uh, injured her knee, I think it was, in the first game uh, of this warm-up series. And then Betsy Hassett, possible broken rib after a collision against Nigeria. Is this concerning the number of injuries that we're having this close to the World Cup, or should players be putting their bodies on the line? I think for me, like, and knowing Betsy, you got to put your body on the line no matter what situation you're in. Um yeah, she's a tough player and I think just seeing her stay down like that was tough because normally she's just right back up and into the next challenge. So hopefully it's not too serious. Um, yeah, I think as well um, having Lev go down was hard for the Ferns because she's very creative and she does a lot for them going forward. So yeah, it's, it's tough. Hopefully they can come back quickly and they're not serious ones. Uh, we've got one more warm-up game against Vietnam on July 10. So there's a bit of a gap between this lot of games that we've just played this week and that game, which is 10 days out from the Football World Cup starting. Oh, my goodness. What needs to be worked on between now and then for you? What's going to be the major crunch points and the big pivot points and, and making sure they win and get out of the group stages at the Football World Cup? I think having all the girls together in one place will be good for them. Just building attacking like connections and linking up play to get into the box I think will be really important so hopefully having some time together before the World Cup will be really good for them and and they can start to work on those connections and behind um yeah we just need to score goals and be a bit more threatening and tidy up defensively as well do you have belief that they can get out of the group stages I believe anything is possible with football like that's what I love about football I think um it just matters who shows up on the day. So whoever shows up on the day and wants it more and works harder and can finish their chances, I think will, yeah, they can, they can totally do it, yeah. In the men's game, the Knicks men have their last home game at Eden Park this weekend against the Brisbane Raw. The Knicks are fifth on the table. Mm-hmm. Can they keep going, keep winning, make it to the top six? Do they just inch in? Yeah, oh, it sucks to watch them lose the games after they've, you know, played so well. And like some of the games they just haven't deserved to go down. And I think a few of the decisions, had they gone another way, could have helped them. So like they're definitely capable. Like they're definitely a top six, top six team. Um, they're good enough. Uh, hopefully they can show that on at the game this weekend um, at home in Auckland so yeah fingers crossed and they've got two more before the top six playoffs so exciting times for all sorts of football fans Chloe Knott lovely Mm -hmm. having you on the show thank you so much nice to chat to you Silver fan Grace Wecky is dominating in the circle this ANZ Netball Premiership as the competition passes the halfway mark. The 21-year-old of Nigerian descent and last year's Silver Fern of the Year is the leading competition goal scorer, converting more than 94% of the shots at goal. With the World Cup just three months away, the Premiership is an audition and Wecky is giving a few of the more experienced shooters a run for their money. Kia ora, Grace. Welcome to the podium. Hello, thanks for having me. So top of the table, Mystics, were given a bit of a scare last week by the Magic with the game coming down to your final goal. How do you cope when you're under pressure like that? Yeah, it was a bit tricky. I think I think it's different when you do it to yourself. Like, I think um, 
over the past couple of years playing at Mystics and um, I guess this season, there's a sense of belief that no matter what position we're in, like we're going to be okay. Like even when we were down by 10, I was just like, we are so in this game. And so we got up by five towards the end of it. And so I felt like I, we were all in a good place. And so to have it come down to that last goal, as like stressful as it was, like the pressure hadn't really been building for us that much at that point because we were leading just literally like a minute ago, leading by five. So I think it was a lot to deal with, I think, taking that last shot. But I think as a whole, the whole team, like we, I think we are learning to manage that better. And I think we're almost thriving under pressure more than anything. Thriving under pressure and that belief. And actually, we've talked a lot about having a bit of belief and having a bit of fun, not just in netball, but in various sports. We had the English cricket team here earlier this year, and we talked about that. Various rugby players as well. Um, Are you having fun? Yeah. Am I having fun? That's a great question. I think so. I think if I'm not sure, then maybe I'm not. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Netball is definitely like, there's huge elements of enjoyment in there. And like, you know, getting to call it my job and like game day playing netball, like playing with people that I love and really enjoying the, um, I guess, community and family we have at Mystics is quite special. Like, I do enjoy that, but there's definitely some challenging elements. And so for the most part, I'd say it's fun. I'm having fun, enjoying it. And are you happy with the way the Mystics are tracking? We've just passed the halfway mark of the ANZ Premiership. Yeah, I'd say I'm pretty happy. There's always room for improvement. And I do feel that um, I mean, we couldn't really be in a better position than top of the table. I mean, it would have been great to not lose that game to Magic, but I guess that's just part of it. And I think it's more exciting for us because we know we have so much more to give and so much more that we want to um, fine-tune and work on. So the possibilities are, I guess, endless for us. Mm, and this is, as Dame Nolan Todua has said on the podcast a few times now, this ANZ Premiership is an audition for the World Cup, which is three months away in South Africa. With the last one in 2019, though, you were told you were too young, but you're not this time around. Have you had any feedback from the Ferns coaches about your chances of making it? Yeah, um, they've definitely been connecting with current squad members throughout the season, you know, making sure that we're still um, focusing on training and playing and performing at the standard that's required when you play internationally. I think it's been a really big focus is just that shift from, you know, being in weeks and weeks of campaigns for the Ferns and then coming back to your franchise and I guess losing a bit of that intensity and focus. And so just trying to carry that through the whole season. I've definitely got some good feedback and I feel like I'm in a good place, but it's anyone's up to the taking in terms of getting selected. So I guess it's really exciting. I think everyone's playing really well and at keeping I guess the decision quite hard and it'll be really cool to see who gets picked. Well, I cannot wait to see how the rest of the ANZ Premiership pans out. I'm, I support, I have to tell you, I support the Pulse in their fifth oh, at the wow. moment, so it's a bit of a struggle, <laughs> but we'll get there. Uh, <laughs> um, lovely. Thanks so much, Grace. Best of luck for the rest of the ANZ Premiership. No worries. Thank you very much. Kia ora, I'm Adam Blair. I played the great game of rugby league for the Storm, Tigers, Broncos and the Mighty Warriors. And I'm Goran Paladin, sports presenter and rugby league fanatic. I won a World Cup too. I played 51 tests for New Zealand. Yeah, he's a national treasure, people. Come on. 
Cleary and I, we're joining forces for a brand new rugby league podcast called League of Our Own. Each week we talk Kiwis across the NRL and of course everything was. All the big names, the big stories. And some of my own stories too. Well, if we can make them fit. We'll make time. Okay. League of Our Own with Blairy and Goran. Debut ep dropping on Wednesday afternoon and every Wednesday after that. You can listen through stuff.co.nz or wherever you get your podcast. Proudly brought to you by Snap Rentals. Mate, your your stories are way too long, eh? Nah, we've got to take them on a journey. <laughs> oh, the journey. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Here's what else is making headlines. Continuing in our cooling news, while the Kiwi men were unable to win the world champs in Canada over Easter, Anton Hood was awarded the prestigious Collie Campbell Spirit of Curling Award. He was selected by his fellow competitors as best exemplifying the traditional curling values of gentlemanly skill, fair play and sportsmanship. Great stuff. Best of luck to those racing in Christchurch half and full marathons on Sunday. And the fifth-ranked Warriors are back at Mount Smart Stadium this weekend facing the 15th-ranked Cowboys. Can the Warriors continue their winning ways? In a fight back against so many COVID-disrupted years, about 25,000 rangatahi, or students, have taken part in the end-of-summer national secondary schools competitions. I spoke to Mike Summerall, the head of School Sport New Zealand, who told me the range of sports being included in the end-of-term competitions was growing. Things like kiarahi, seeing uh, growth year-on-year, year, traditional um, te ao Māori game, uh, volleyball seeing huge growth over the last few years. Um, I think something like 34% in the last five years that game's grown and, and record numbers through summer tournament week this year. Uh, 168 teams, 118 schools, five divisions, 19 courts, two in another building. Uh, it's it's a hugely popular event and so big that they're actually offering a North and a South Island event at the same time as the national event. We know sport is good for learning skills such as cooperation and teamwork, but what's known about how school sport feeds into competition at higher level? Yeah, look... We we operate within school sport, and school sport's got a unique context. It, it has to support the purpose of education, which is creating well-rounded young people. So the value of sport hasn't changed, regardless of how many years we go by or the, or the challenges that we face. And if anything, I'd say sport's probably more important now with the levels of truancy in schools, because I think we, we all know the benefit of participation in sport being mental, uh, social, all of those types of things. But what sport can bring in from a school context is a sense of belonging and, and where you belong to something, you actually want to show up to something. So I think sport has a has a particular opportunity that it can play for some young people within that, that truancy and getting people back into the school space. And in terms of, of a pathway, yes, I think school sport in certain areas can offer that opportunity. The opportunities that exist out in New Zealand versus many other countries to, to really look at a career in sport, whether that's a player or whether that's in the administration space, is, is growing every year. Are there any challenges looming that might impact on New Zealand's strong sporting culture? And of course, you know, that's something that starts at school. We're seeing small declines in, in the in our traditional sport participation numbers. But by and large, we're still seeing 20,000 plus students participating in those numbers, which is a tremendous amount of young people still playing in those sports. So yes, there's a there's a change in attitude towards what is sport, what is physical activity, what do I need to be involved in? 
but there's certainly still a lot of young people that value that traditional school sport approach or traditional sport approach in general. And those numbers that are coming through are, are still very, very large. Uh, there's obviously a challenge with making sure that it still resonates with young people, that it's still doing the things that they want to do and that's how they want to spend their time. Um, but that's always been a challenge, right? It's, that's not a new challenge. And that was Mike Summerall from School Sport New Zealand. And that's it for The Podium. I'm Zoe George, and on behalf of our guests this week, producer Philippa Tolley and sound engineer Connor Scott, thanks for listening. Can the football firms step it up in time for the World Cup? Tell us at thepodiumatstuff.co.nz. Until next week, kakete anō, go well. If you don't have time to read the in-depth stories or you just prefer to listen instead, The Long Read From Stuff is the podcast for you. Each week we showcase one of our excellent pieces of journalism, telling important or entertaining stories from the world of crime, sport, history, culture and more. You also get to hear from the journalists themselves about how they uncovered the story and how it came to life. So for your weekly dose of long-form journalism, beautifully read, Subscribe to The Long Read From Stuff wherever you get your podcasts.